0: going on everybody let's talk soccer shall we all right hope everybody's doing well hope everybody had a great or at least maybe a productive or insightful game week too like a lot of game weeks in recent memory this one was a weird one too Uh, i don't know if we're ever going to get back to just sort of a typical or standard game week anymore it seems like there's so many variables and so many things happening uh, that are unpredictable. Uh, no one can really forecast or whatever. Um, and so it just, it definitely creates for some uh, excitement, I guess, if you're on the receiving end of something positive happening or maybe some uh, shock uh, or amazement. Maybe if you're on the uh, the wrong side of whatever uh, is, is going on at the moment. But, you know, a, a significant game week, too, in that there were so many goals scored. So many players had multiples. Uh, last count, I believe it was seven players in the first seven games had two or more goals. Of course, Sonny... With four goals, and for those that captained him or maybe even triple captained him, well done. Uh, Definitely applause from us on that. So what are we going to do going into game week three? And to help with that, yesterday we posted on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page uh, a, a call out for your questions. So just like we did on our last podcast, We'll go through and address all or most of those questions, and if it's anything like uh, like recent times, a lot of you will have similar questions. And my guess is that there's quite a number of wild card questions in there. So we will get to that in one moment. But we've had a lot of people ask us if we wild carded before game week two, and the answer is yes. Things didn't. Go as we'd hoped in game week one and this is not to say at all that this was a knee-jerk reaction We hate knee-jerk reactions, even though It's it's only human of us to do that, right? So we're not faulting anybody that does and we are certainly guilty of that as much as anyone but these were either planned transfers or the way we had our game week one team set up was exploratory to a certain degree or whatever. So we had really planned to play the wild card maybe around game week 3 or so, but we saw some opportunities and we wanted to jump on those. You know, a combination of some some positive or some insightful data uh, along with uh, the good old eye test and really strongly pointed us in the direction of some players. One of those is Emmy Martinez. New goalkeeper for uh, Villa, and we actually posted some information about him a couple of days before we played our wild card, and it was it was really a showcase of of Austin Villa, not necessarily of Martinez, but just showed um, how effective Villa's defense was post restart, and we included so you know a few different bullet points of how their defense ranked in, uh, you know, um, expected conceded, expected clean sheets, different key indicators or underlying stats of of how well or how poorly uh, a defense is performing. And we were really, really amazed at how highly ranked that Villa defense was post-restart, pre-restart, Maybe a little bit of a different story there, but you know, if we're we're looking at how things kind of come together on a you know if we can call it form, even though you know it was six weeks or so between uh, the end of last season and the beginning of this one, but it's certainly something to build on, and was a risk that we were willing to take, especially when we compare Villa's defense to Brighton's or to uh, to Southampton's. And of course, we're looking at uh, Maddie Ryan and uh, McCarthy from uh, goalkeepers for both of those teams, respectively. And just all signs pointed pointed towards Martinez. So the interesting thing is, and the lucky thing is that we made that final decision, something that I'd sort of been kicking around uh, the night before we had the uh, Game Week 2 deadline, and minutes maybe a minute before the deadline, I actually decided to take Ryan out and put Martinez in with our wild card active. And the transaction, if that's what we want to call it, actually happened as the clock turned to, I believe it was uh, 6 o'clock a.m. our local time. Uh, yeah, right, 7.30 30 in the morning was kickoff of that first game, so 90 minutes ahead would be 6 in the morning. So it actually had turned 6 o'clock before we pressed the transfer button. But lucky for us, and we saw quite a few tweets on this too, for whatever reason, the game didn't lock out right at the deadline. It actually went a couple minutes longer. So thankfully, and we we were wondering and worried whether or not that transfer went through, and thankfully it did because we know that uh, he not only got a clean sheet, but also uh, got uh, two bonus points, I believe, maybe one bonus point, and, um, and a penalty stop, save. So very, very lucky for us. But something that we're, we're looking forward to seeing that, that Villa defense come together, and if it was as good as they were post-restart, then our reasoning was imagine what they'll be able to do with Martinez between the sticks and hopefully this is a sign of things to come Um, but you know whatever your wildcard moves might have been or even your transfers or what your transfers or wildcard moves might be in the future um, don't get too frustrated and turned off if they don't work out right away we didn't have a great game week we had 68 points Um, so you know it was okay Uh, Wasn't great. Now the good thing for us is that it moved us about 250,000 spots. We were about nine 915 K or so going into the game week and then um, We're now down to even though it's still high down to 658 K is our overall rank. So if we can keep making improvement like that and hey if we can average 68 69 points a game week, I will gladly take that for the entire season. So uh, hopefully hopefully uh, we can continue that sort of momentum and really that consistency. Uh, consistency is key in a game like this. It's great to have a really high high and then of course you're going to have some really low lows and really it's about how are we averaging out over time and how are things sort of charting uh, as we progress through the season. Okay, so the rest of our um, our wildcard team here. So, Martinez in goal. Um, we had Alexander Arnold. We had Justin. Jamal Lewis, who unfortunately got a zero points, but he's in our squad. And the reasoning being there is Newcastle's defense looked pretty good. They ha- they definitely have their moments of, uh, of being a solid uh, defending team. And Lewis tends to get very far forward and, and gets involved in that attack. So a little bit of a gamble on him, probably in hindsight, maybe Taylor, uh, of course, for that game week specifically would have been a better bet, maybe even Walker-Peters, but we're still hopeful on Lewis, and it's an easy enough change to one of those other guys if we need to. Um, Lamptey is phenomenal, really, really impressed us towards the end of last season, really impressed us in their first game against Chelsea. And, you know, it paid off in game week two with an assist, um, getting taken down in the box for a penalty, which was converted. He had other opportunities. He is one of the hardest working and really exciting players, I think, at least, especially young players. So hopefully lots more to come from him. He got knocked around a lot and unfortunately got taken off just a couple of minutes before before that 60-minute mark and that clean sheet would have registered. Would have been nice for sure if he would have lasted, let's see, another three minutes out on the, the pitch. But unfortunately, that wasn't to be. So his four-point score isn't really representative of uh, of the value that he brought that game. Really wish that would have been more. So Lamptey back there, uh, we took a little bit of a risk on Foden, had to figure that. Or, or figured that uh, he would start the season off well, and that he did with a goal against Wolves. So um, we'll, we'll gladly take that. Uh, Bruno Fernandez is in our team, and he was actually our... Um, no, he was not our captain. Uh, Bruno in the squad, and we know what happened there with Manchester United completely. Just um, great game by and game plan, really, by like Palace, and just shut United down completely. So a little frustrating there as a Bruno owner, and I know there's lots of us out there. Uh, Aubameyang was our captain. He had an assist. Um, We've made a change since then, which we'll talk about in a second. James, awesome, awesome performance by him, and you can tell just by watching him and looking at that underlying data, albeit just from two games now, uh, he's he's going to have an effect on Everton this season. I think he may be um, a season long or at least a long term keeper for us. Martial was our vice captain. Two points from him. Werner uh, also up front for us, and we know he only got two points. Although he's looked good, you know he got taken down for another penalty in the box this time against Liverpool. Virginia did not convert that. Uh, really poorly taken, and of course a nice save from Allison, so could have been a different story for Werner, but uh, we like, we're going to stick with him. We we like the direction Chelsea's heading in. It's just a matter of time until he figures this out. Chelsea, uh, all their players Ziyech and, and Pulisic are fit again. Havertz kind of figures things out. Once those four are up and running, it's it's going to be a completely different story for Chelsea, so may take a little bit of time, but it'll get there. Uh, On the bench, we had Nyland, and that was really a mistake by us. We weren't sure if if it was going to be Heat or Steer. That was uh, the second goalkeeper for Villa. It looks like it's Steer. And then, of course, we've got Heaton at some point coming back into the mix. So where does he fit in all of this? So, would hate to uh, have to spend a transfer on uh, Nyland to Steer, for example, but Having a little bit of that security on the bench may not be such a bad thing, but um, definitely not on our priority list right now. We had Potence, albeit on our bench, but what a performance from him. Now, we know that S- Semedo, or Semedo has come in as a right wing back for Wolves. This is just happening in the last several hours. Uh, likely that Triore will get pushed up then to right wing, so then what becomes of that left wing spot in the competition between Neto and potence and who knows I think it'll be hard for Nuno to leave potence out of the game week three squad just based on the performance and the opportunities he was creating and uh, how well he played really against City unlucky not to probably have a a goal himself he did have an assist on Jimenez's goal so uh, hopefully things to come for for him uh, Mitchell also on our bench with five points. Who knew that Palace would keep a clean sheet against United, not us. And we've got Brewster. Um, so that is our um, our wild card team. Now going into game week three, we made one transfer, and that was a bombing out for De Bruyne in, which I'm sure is probably one of the most, if not the most, popular uh, transfer combination. Of the game week. So, unlucky, or really not unlucky, uh, unlucky for us that we didn't have De Bruyne in our Game Week 2 squad because he has started the season off in style, um, which, you know, um, I think most people would have expected that he would, and he certainly did. So, he actually commented after the game that this new number 10 role for him is something that he's excited about because he'll be a lot more involved in the attack. And if that's the case, then this man uh, really deserves a spot in everybody's team moving forward. And if you, if, for those that do own him, if everybody doesn't, he probably should be a perma captain. You know, barring any sort of injury or or anything along those lines, this man, I have a feeling, is going to improve even upon his phenomenal season last time around so um, lots of stuff to come from him it seems so he is in our squad he will be our captain uh, at home to Leicester City against uh, or for this weekend yes Leicester City's defense has been playing rather well but so have Wolves Uh, and Wolves probably has one of the strongest maybe even arguably the strongest um, defense in the league and De Bruyne Really just tore it apart. So, and we know, right, that Manchester City are going to score goals. They blew every other team out of the water in terms of shots taken and goals scored and all those sort of attacking stats last season. So, uh, no reason to think that they won't do the same this season. They looked primed. It probably could have been much more than three to one in that game. I mean, Wolves probably deserved another goal or two themselves. Could have been a much more high scoring game uh, than it was, but certainly De Bruyne is sort of the heart and the soul of that. So, you know, if we can get lucky that Potence uh, gets more starts than not uh, and gets, you know, hopefully 80 minutes or so averaging per game, then we're happy with that, especially for a, a 5.5 million pound midfielder. Foden, too. Hopefully, you can get similar sorts of of playing time that we just mentioned for Podens. If not, our plan is, and we actually have, uh, I think, 2 million pounds in the bank. Yes, we do. And that move in the future, then, if we don't like what we're seeing from Foden or Pep isn't using him enough or whatever, (laughs) is is Foden to Polisic assuming that Pulisic is fit, and then he comes in and he looks good. You know, we'll give him a game or two to kind of see where he's at form-wise. But that would be the plan. Or maybe James to to Pulisic, although not really the move we want to make. And We could even do potence to someone if we wanted. We've got options is what we're saying. But the initial idea uh, or first on our priority list really is if Foden doesn't work out then we make the move to Pulisic, assuming that he looks good. So, Or even we put that money into uh, upgrading Brewster to Mitrovic or Antonio or or someone like that with, with the money that we have. So it's nice to have options. We do recommend keeping a little bit in the bank if you possibly can. Price rises, price falls, things might price you out 0.1 or 0.2 million pounds and that would be unfortunate and frustrating so if you can keep a little money in the bank for a rainy day as the saying goes I think that's well worth it alright so enough about us let's get into your game week 3 questions oh and before we start a quick thank you for 38,000 followers absolutely amazing and completely humbling for us so thank you Mentioned this in the post. I might have even mentioned this last podcast, but we never set out to to grow like this. This was that was never the plan, and has never been the plan. It's really a sign to us that that people care or like or are interested in find some level of value in the content that we put up, even if we had thirty eight followers or. Three followers or no followers, we would still post the same stuff because we love it and we're passionate about it. And I think maybe that comes through, hopefully that comes through uh, in our our posts, especially on Instagram, because that's where we are most active, 99.9% of our time is spent there. And, and we really are lucky to have met people from all over the world that we consider friends, and mates and you know we we love hearing from everyone Um, we try to respond as best we can we can't always because we do have a job Uh, we have school we have football of our own we have you know all these other things this is not a full-time job for us although what a great world it would be if it were and maybe someday who knows that would be a pretty amazing thing but anyway a, a heartfelt thank you from Josh and me, and uh, I guess on the way to 40k, right? Let's let's see where this thing can go. Um, let's have some fun with it, and uh, on for the the new season. All right, your questions now. Uh, Dianjana in for St. Maximin. I suppose so. If um, you know, if you have no other pressing needs in your team, Newcastle were unimpressive and uninspired this weekend. So hopefully that was just a, a down game and just they didn't have their rhythm and didn't have their form. They looked better in game week one, I think you can argue, and say action was involved a lot more he was knocked around a lot in that first game. So while he didn't really produce any returns, the potential is certainly there. So I wouldn't necessarily give up on him yet, but if you're feeling like it's something you want to do and you're you're worried or concerned moving forward with him, then by all means, go ahead and do it. Just remember that... Um, a player on a newly promoted team isn't guaranteed to do anything better for you. Yes, he had a strong game week, too, uh, but is that a one-time thing, or is that something that we're going to see much more of? So, you know, it's always a consideration. So certainly look at the numbers, look at the underlying stats, and see if your hunch can be supported by that, uh, or the eye test, or a combination of all of those. So, um, But definitely not opposed to that that move at all. Next up, Grealish or Barnes or Under? Well, here's what I would say. Uh, we don't know anything about Under yet. How he'll be used, when he'll come in to start, will he start right away, or will he be... Ease into the team. Barnes has looked impressive. We know Leicester City can score goals. Grealish, I like, but Grealish just doesn't seem to convert the way that he should. And the team around him isn't nearly as strong, I think, attacking wise, as Leicester City's attack is. So I think Barnes is surrounded by more players that are either creating opportunities for him or he's creating opportunities. So out of the three right now, my choice would be Barnes until we see something differently. And remember, too, Grealish is a yellow card magnet, and that's really frustrating. In games even where he's maybe had a return or or played well, towards the end of matches, especially if his team is losing, he gets frustrated easily, and he'll, he'll earn a... a, a uh, a stoppage time yellow card or an 89th or 90th minute yellow card, which just completely wrecks any chance of bonus points or anything along those lines. So Grealish makes me a little nervous. And we've had him before, and we've been burned on him before. All right, next up, will Vinagre, Lamptey play next match? To be determined, right? Uh, We need to see how the injuries to Marcal. Um, and to Lampy himself progress. Hopefully they both can. Still not quite sure why Lampy was taken off. I know it was a knock, but was it a, was it a groin? Was it something else? Uh, depending on what specifically that, um, that injury is, might, might kind of indicate the you know, how long this is going to take as well. That might have already been released. I haven't seen anything about what the exact injury to Lampty was. Uh, but he was certainly beat up quite a bit uh, in that Week 2 match. So who knows? Uh, but either way, even if Vinagre does play, let's say, this, this week, it's a short-term thing. So if you've got the, the transfer that you can make or you uh, are on a wild card or something, I would recommend just ditching him and bringing in someone like a Lampy or Taylor or Walker-Peters, there's lot, actually lots of good options, uh, or at least a few really good options at that four and a half million pound price point. So um, I think maybe Vinagre isn't the solution, even if he is going to play next match, unless you just want to avoid taking a hit and you need him. But either way, haven't heard yet. And certainly when managers have their press conferences and or team news is released you know that we'll always put it up on our Instagram page uh what will happen to Justin when Pereira returns I think Justin will go to the bench probably it will probably at least for the first game back for Pereira be one of those things where he's eased back into the team maybe comes on for 20-30 minutes uh, towards the end of a game unless there's a, um, let's say maybe a, a cup game or something going on midweek that he can play in and, and get up to speed on, then m- maybe you get one more start out of Justin when Pereira comes back. But after that, I think the plan is for him to bench because Castagna on the other side is completely tearing it up right now, and I'd imagine that he'll maintain that spot. <laughs> Sala or Mane, man, that is if I if I knew the answer to that, I'd be a rich man probably. Um, I'll say Sala just for the the sole reason that he's on penalties too, right, and takes the occasional free kick and such. Um, <clears throat> but but I think the advantage goes to him on that, especially because they're both priced the same. If Mane was eleven point five million and Sala stayed at twelve. Then maybe, maybe depending on on budget restrictions, maybe Mane is a great go-to as a as a near second um, close alternative to Salah. But I think it has to go to Mo. People on wildcards: Should we go without Liverpool defenders such as Trent and Robertson and use funds elsewhere? It really. It's so hard to isolate things to a single player, right? Because it's about the whole of your team. And what does owning one of them, what does your, your best team look like with them included or one of them included? And what does your team look like without having them included? And really, that's how we need to look at that. It's not about, especially on a wild card, when you're building a, potentially an entirely new team, it's not really about one player, at least not in our minds. If the team that you build without one of them is considerably stronger and you feel much better about it, then I don't think you let ownership dictate how you build your team. Because there could be I don't even know what Trent's ownership is right now. Actually, I can find out while we're talking. It's 45.5% ownership. Now, are those 45.5% managers, are they wrong for having him in their team? Is he going to completely, uh, you know, not even come near the productivity that he had last season? Maybe just because he's owned by almost half of... um, half of the managers out there or on half of the FPL teams out there doesn't necessarily mean you need to have him. Like I've said before, and I'll say it a million times, no one is essential. Even Kevin De Bruyne right now, not essential. It's about the team that you can put together. Can that team consistently produce more points for me as a manager than any other iteration of that I can come up with or that I can afford or that I'm interested in? If the answer is yes, go with that team. So I think as you're building, and that's part of the fun of being on wild card or even going into a new season is sky's the limit, right? Of course, you're constricted by budget, uh, but otherwise, sky's the limit. So I would say have some fun and play around with it. And if you see a team that you love without Trent and without Robertson in it, then Go for it. Uh, you have our support 100%. Uh, we've got your back on that. So, uh, there are more than half of the teams out there that don't have either of them. So, or at least that don't have Trent. I don't know what Robertson's ownership is. But um, so, absolutely, if you can spread those funds around, then um, then go for it for sure. And you know, you can always have a plan too. So, someone like a Trent, because of how much he costs, um, that would probably require a minimum of <clears throat> of two transfers. So maybe you always have it in the back of your mind of what would I need to do or what would I want to do if I wanted to get Trent back into my team or or get him into my team in you know, for the first time. And then you can be frugal with your free transfers and save up two free transfers and, and make that move at some point if you feel like like that's the way you want to go. Mm. All right, let's see. Kind of on a related note, Robertson, keep or sell? I'd say if you have them, keep. Again, if you're on wild card or you see a move that that maybe you have two free transfers or maybe you're willing to take a hit and you see that, okay, if I uh, downgrade Robertson's price, and I don't like to talk about upgrade or, or downgrade, and I know that, that it's not uh, an intentional usage or meaning behind the word, but if I say, you know, let's just say I said downgrade Robertson to uh, Doherty, for instance. and not, He hasn't been playing great, but let's just use that as an example. To me, that's not necessarily a downgrade in the quality of the player. Now, Robertson's kind of you know, on an island of his own, really. Maybe he and Trent, but, but I don't look at that as a downgrade of quality because there's some great quality players that don't cost as much, at least so far this season. I just look at it as a downgrade in, in cost. Or an upgrade in cost, depending on which way you're going. But uh, keep or sell? I think keep, because we know what he and we know what that team is capable of doing. He's taking some corners now. Uh, He's a little more involved in their attack. And I see good things happening for him. But if doing that frees up some funds to allow you to maybe fix another part of your team or or make some improvements in another area of your team, then it might absolutely be worth it. But if it were me, I'd hold on to him, at least for now. Captain KDB or Salah, it's got to be KDB. And it's been one game, right? So we can't go in and say his form is outrageous, even though for that <clears throat> those 90 minutes, yes, his form was outrageous. But who knows if that's going to last or not, but Man City are at home, Liverpool <clears throat> haven't, you know, they're a little shaky right now, I think, and they look a little little suspect, and sometimes those goals are spread around, and you know, Salah may play great, you know, he may have a hat trick one weekend, and we may hear nothing from him for the next <clears throat> game or two, and he's not super involved which he really wasn't involved much at all against Chelsea. and We were behind the sofa on that one since we didn't own him, but thankfully that worked out okay. But I think De Bruyne consistently will week in and week out, generate more points, more bonus points. He's just so central to that Man City attack that he racks up the (laughs) BPS. He, like Salah, is on penalties too, so that's always an advantage, but um, I, I honestly think, and this is something that we're going to practice this season, we will have maybe two captain options the entire season. We've seen, at least for ourselves, that jumping around and always just looking at the fixture versus the form or the reliability or the history uh, and quality of a player, we usually overlook those things and just say, okay, um, Just using this as an example, Werner's up against West Brom this weekend, so it's got to be Werner, right? And Man City, although they're playing at home and they look good, they're playing against Leicester City, who has given them trouble in the past and has a pretty strong defense. That doesn't really turn me off from De Bruyne at all. I think De Bruyne is one of those players that maybe, barring injury or blank games, of course, or something, may just honestly wear that armband throughout the season for us. And like I said, we may have one other one, maybe it's Bruno, maybe it's Martial or something along those lines. But um, for us, it's De Bruyne. Son or Rodriguez, James Rodriguez, that is. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Rodriguez and here's why. Uh, Yes, Son had four goals. What a game for him. Amazing. Will that happen again this season? Probably not. Will he get another hat trick this season? Maybe one more. <clears throat> uh, Wol- or Wolves, gosh, um, Spurs is a team that, I don't know, I just never I never really consider their players much, and maybe that's to my own detriment, but I never really, it's nothing against them at all. It's just I, I don't necessarily like any of their players as FPL assets, although I did have Aurier, or we had Aurier in our team for a majority of last season, and uh, and got some good stuff out of him. But that that nine million will will sun at nine million generate what is it a one and a half million pound difference? Is it worth that much more money, or is is Hamas at seven and a half million going to generate? maybe as much as, maybe a little bit less than, but maybe as much as or maybe even more than Sun, I think Hamez, if that frees up, and that's a lot of money, if that allows you to upgrade, um, not upgrade, sorry, I'm even using that word now, to uh, make an improvement on defense, for example, or maybe uh, take a $4.5 bench fodder Forward and turn that into Mitrovich or Bamford or something. Then, then that might be that might be worth it. Let's see, Abalmeida and Saint Maximin or Sun and James, since I got affordable for both. Okay, um, I like the combination of Sun and Rodriguez. So, similar to the last question, if you can have both, then then I would say both. I think it allows you. The flexibility to make other moves, um, you know, there's plenty of players at or around that nine million pound price point that you could always turn Sun into, right? You've got um, three Chelsea players in midfield as an example that you could do. It could be Greenwood, it could be Foden. So. <clears throat> Lots of options there. I, I do think the combination of Sun and James, because of how important they are in their respective teams' attacks, uh, whereas maybe St. Maximin isn't as much, and who knows if Newcastle will really generate the attacking uh, activity and, and power and results that, that we'd want. I think it's got to be Sun and James for us. Um, still can give Werner one more chance for game week three or should we transfer? I say, hold on to him. The listen, he has played well in the last two games. His FPL points. Don't don't show that. And at some point, regardless of how well someone's playing and how strong their stats are, if they're not producing points, they're not producing points, but I think it's far too early to, to make that decision right now. That, There's no way that that Chelsea attack will not just light things up once everybody's fit and once they've had a little bit of time to play. It's just a matter of how patient you'll be through this. But I think Werner is one that we hang on to, especially now that Chelsea's fixtures really start to turn. He will get this thing figured out. He already has to some extent. He's dangerous in and around that box. And I I think we're... I think even against West Brom, I think and save this. I think we're going to see uh, some attacking returns from Werner, maybe even a double. I'll say, I'll even say two goals for him against West Brom. When's uh, the double game week information not determined yet? Funny enough, was actually thinking about that this morning. How nice it will be for Man City to have a double game week for our, in which we have Foden and De Bruyne. We've got. Uh, we've got Martinez from Austin Villa. So there's a double game week by then we might have Taylor from Burnley in our team or someone like that. So very, and, and then we have two United players too. We've got Martial and, and Bruno at the moment. So man, we'll be ecstatic about that. So um, no news on it yet though. Unfortunately, um, Captain Werner or KDB. I think you got to go with KDB. I really do. This is one of those form over fixtures and, and we know what we're getting with De Bruyne. We don't still know what we're going to get from Werner. Um, the effective ownership of De Bruyne that actually if you don't captain him, he gets as much as one assist. I, I think that he'll be well over effective ownership, which basically means if you don't have that player or you haven't captained that player, however many points that player gets, multiply that by the effective ownership percentage against you, and that's how many points are against you. So let's just say, for example, uh, you don't own De Bruyne and his effective ownership is 150 percent right? So that means that everyone that owned him, um, half of those people actually captained him too, or something along those lines. But but so for every point he earns, that is 150 percent against you. So if he earns 10 points through the game, that's actually count. It feels like 15 points against you. And so that can be a killer. Um, We don't like to play the the ownership game a lot and stuff, but if you have both, there's really no reason not to captain De Bruyne. Like I said earlier, he is one of those that you might just want to leave that on him for the entire season. Um, Bruno and Foden or KDB and Greenwood... Good question. Um, I think it's got to be KDB and Greenwood <clears throat> um, for just for the sake of having De Bruyne. Um, and Greenwood will be back on that starting eleven soon enough if he can continue even close to replicating what he did in the post restart matches. Then um, I think you will be very very happy. With the results, uh, Deli Alley or Potence. Delhi seems to have fallen out of favor with Mourinho. I don't know exactly what's going on. I haven't seen any statements, and maybe I've missed some stuff. But uh, the fact that he wasn't on the game week two or the match week two team sheet certainly isn't a, a great sign. <clears throat> now, um, when you get someone like a Podence, any player at that five and a half million. Uh, pound price point. That's a tough one, right? You don't have many moves you can make Sideways moves at least if things don't work out with him if Neto is the preferred left wing as an example um, So you got to sort of think through that your next best bet to replace potence then at that same price is st Maximin, and is that a move that you want so try to think if you can a step or two ahead as well, uh, of what are what are the potential repercussions of this move? Let's say things don't work out. How am I going to right the ship if I need to? So, if you do make that move, and right now we think Potence is a is a better option than Delhi. Delhi, who knows? Maybe he was punished for you know violating team rules or something in squad. I don't know. I watch uh, All or Nothing, which I love. And if you haven't watched that yet about Spurs, it's fantastic. I can't wait to go back and watch it about Man City uh, in an earlier season. But anyway, um, Mourinho liked Delhi. I don't know if he still does or not, but, and I know that those were a few months ago uh, when these these episodes mm-hmm. were shot, but certainly, um, certainly seems to like him as a player and, and thinks highly of him. But I don't know what's going on right now. I would, if I could, I would wait for some team news. Uh, The managers' press conferences, if there are, if the match week starts off on a Saturday or on the weekend, managers' press conferences for their Premier League games are Thursday and Friday. So by Friday, we will have heard from Mourinho at the latest. I'm I'm sure he'll be asked the question about what's up with Delhi. So let's see if he'll, if he'll give a, a transparent answer or not to that but maybe we know something so if you can wait on that I would suggest waiting on it um, if there's any indication that uh, Delhi won't be in the squad and maybe in the starting lineup then um, I, I think potence is your is your next bet but if you're looking to move either away from Delhi or you have the money to maybe move to Delhi then I would say there's a lot of other players in between his price point and Potence's price point that, that you could look at as well. If you have, do you have James already? Do you have Barnes maybe is Foden a player you want to look at, or maybe Greenwood. Um, could you get to one of the, the Chelsea midfielders if, and when they become fit. So I would look into, into some of that as well and, and see if there's any other options beyond that. All right, so that's it for the questions guys. Let's talk Game Week 3 captains for a minute. So, um you know where we stand on De Bruyne now. He's he's our number 1. Um and he will I would have to assume be the most captained player of Game Week 3. Um we've got Liverpool against Arsenal. Arsenal defense hasn't been playing all that bad, even during the restart. Now, that was with Martinez there, um, but they seem to be doing just fine with Leno, too. So, will they frustrate Liverpool? Will Mo uh, have a much stronger presence than he did against Chelsea over this past weekend? Question marks for sure. Uh, I think he, he will still be highly captained. So, if you don't have De Bruyne, for example, maybe Mo is um, your next option. But other captains that we like, if you want to take a risk on Werner, take a risk on Werner. Uh, he, the man will score goals. And with Jorginho missing that last penalty, uh, does Lampard leave pens with him or does maybe he hand them over to Werner or maybe to Havertz or something, or even in an effort just to get those guys sort of in into the scoring and sort of up and running with a goal um, for them to claim. Now, maybe even Verner's uh, gifted a penalty if if his team were to earn one at West Brom. But I think I think he's a good option. Uh, the Everton boys against Crystal Palace. Listen, Palace really really frustrated United. Uh, Everton are in, um, in much better form and they've played uh, one more Premier League game now than Manchester United has. So it may be a little bit of a different story, but if Palace can frustrate United's attack that much and there's no reason they can't do that against Everton, Everton will not, you know, between Richarlison, um, James and Calvert-Lewin, <clears throat> those guys aren't going to get returns every single week. Calvert-Lewin with an amazing performance and a hat-trick. Uh, what was it? Uh, a goal and an assist for James and so on. <clears throat> those kinds of things aren't going to happen week in and week out, unfortunately. So um, they will have very quiet games and very and games of, of very poor form. So uh, I wouldn't be too quick to jump on any of those players as captains, but of course as a differential, <clears throat> that's always an option. Spurs at home to Newcastle. Newcastle. Seem to be in a little bit of uh, of a confused spot right now. So I do think Sun and I do think Kane are legit options. Uh, We will not see Bale. I would have to think at all this weekend he's not fit yet and ready to do that. I know he spent more time out on the golf course than on the training pitch. So it'll take a minute, but that'll be exciting to see. Uh, how he comes back. And certainly the last time he was in the Premier League, he was an exciting player. And, and this man is, has got speed and got skills uh, that are, are very, very top level. So he may at one point be a great FPL asset. I believe he's nine and a half million. So, um, you know, it's not the cheapest of players, but could potentially be worth it once we see. But I think he's definitely a wait and see. I really think any of these new players are a wait and see <clears throat> first before before we can really say for sure. Manchester City, at home to Leicester City. De Bruyne, I think, is a great option. I'll even say Sterling, even though he wasn't hugely involved against Wolves. Uh, lots of great play from him. I think his underlying stats were pretty solid, so he is definitely someone to consider for the captain's armband as well. Wolves away to West Ham. Listen, Jimenez is just a consistent goal scorer. So he may or may not have one this weekend, but I think as a differential, I think he's definitely worth a look. And then I think that's really gonna gonna do it, Captain Options. I'm not in love. <clears throat> I'm not honestly, I'm not in love with any of the Manchester United players as Captain Options yet. Maybe as a vice captain, but I don't I wouldn't feel comfortable handing the armband to Bruno or Rashford or Martial or, or Greenwood for that matter, really, uh, until until we can see where their heads at. Do I think that they'll respond and probably in a big way against Brighton? Yes, I do. Uh, Brighton's defense is no joke, though, so I think they will give United some trouble. United just clearly have not gelled yet. Uh, they. They looked bad. They looked really bad, and uh, I'm sure supporters of theirs were extremely frustrated. Any managers that owned any of their players as FPL assets were frustrated. So this may may take them a minute. May take them another game to um, sort of get back into um, some sort of form. All right, we got one last question. Actually, this is uh, late breaking news. And here we go. Um, Thoughts on Mitchell, and do you think he will continue to start even when Van Anholt comes back? Um, I know. I do not think that he will continue to start. Van Anholt is on another level, and Mitchell has done a phenomenal job um, filling in both as as a player and as an FPL asset, but no. I don't think he will fit in. Unfortunately, he may be used in some cup games and things like that, uh, and maybe occasionally to give Van Anholt a rest, but um, but I think that is Van Anholt's spot as soon as he's ready. My question, actually, and I don't know the answer to this, is where will Ferguson fall in when he's fit? Uh, will, will he have a, a starting spot? I think that that was originally the idea uh, before he got injured preseason was that despite him being, you know, he was a transfer in, for the team and I think they thought very highly of him uh and at four million pounds if he is truly going to be a starter once he's healed and fit and back then we will make that switch immediately from Mitchell to Ferguson but I, I don't know the answer to that yet I'm sure some Crystal Palace supporters will be much more in the know uh, to on that than we will but um I think enjoying uh, the, the productivity, the results, and even the price points of players like Justin and Mitchell, those are short-lived. Those, those will not be here throughout the season. So enjoy them while they last, but definitely have a plan for when they don't. Because that will come, <clears throat> I'm guessing, for both of those players uh, by by the new year for sure unless any unless any of those players have have a setback I may mean, and pereira have some sort of a setback or something like that <clears throat> um, one last thing before we go now that the new season is up and running and and most teams have have two games under their belt and data is being collected and analysis is be, are being made and uh, projections are being made, and all that sort of stuff, forecasting and bookies' odds, and all that stuff. <clears throat> we highly, highly, highly recommend that you find a a resource that you like that can provide you with all of this, data and all of these insights. And that means the data player comparison points for a specific game week or for several game weeks out, Um, articles and tips from some of the best managers in the game, and so on. So we, of course, as you probably already know, have an affiliation with Fantasy Football Hub. Even if we didn't, we would use this tool. We absolutely love it. And honestly, that's how we got to Martinez. Now, it's only been one game, so we're not going to pat ourselves on the back a whole lot for that, but um, but it could be a sign of, of things to come for that team. and that was that decision was made solely based on the the data analysis that we did on Fantasy Football Hub. and and we've made other lots of other decisions in a similar fashion. So not to say that data or a player comparison tool or the tips of of one manager that's had maybe a lot of success in the past, uh, that you can put all of your eggs into that one basket, but it's a combination of things. And one of those things, an important part of that combination of things is data. And unfortunately, that level of data isn't available to us um, just free and sort of open source. I believe you can get opta data. As an individual, I'm not 100% sure of that. I looked into that years ago. <clears throat> I think you can, but the, the price would be much, much more than it would be if you did it through something like a Fantasy Football Hub or any of the other uh, similar types of, <clears throat> of tools out there. You know, For what, I think it's around one and a half pounds a month, <clears throat> you can have access to all this great stuff on Fantasy Football Hub. So we do recommend using something. You can get a free trial with Fantasy Football Hub. Um, so give all of them a try if you'd like. And charts for us that it really... It really is an advantage to you, we we wholeheartedly believe in that, and we we completely back um, what we're saying here. So again, if it's not fantasy football hub, that's fine, completely fine. It's got to be up to you. You got to figure out which one you like the best and kind of what your <clears throat> your preference is on that. Um, but give give it a shot. And if fantasy football hub is something that interests you, please go to the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page and just click the link in our bio. And you'll see that discount right there. You have there's several different types of subscription packages to choose from. Even the most basic, even that you know one and a half pound or whatever it is, somewhere around there, um, monthly price. You still get access to just about everything you'll need. You know, different subscription levels may have access to some other incremental types of of content, but even that that basic one is super effective and super beneficial. So, um, so give it a shot. But yeah, go to the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Click on the link in our bio and uh, and get up and running with Fantasy Football Hub. And let us know how you like it. Or if you have questions about it, we are not experts on it. You know, we don't know everything about uh, about everything with with that. But um, but we've used it enough to to at least let you know how we use it and what what we refer to uh, and can certainly share any best practices or or tips that we've been using. So give it a shot and and let us know. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. We're almost at the hour mark. Thank you so much for your questions. Again, thank you for all of your support. Even if you don't follow us and you just come to the page occasionally or you ask a question or make a comment on a post or you send us a DM or whatever it may be, That's so awesome, too. So we wish everyone green arrows for Game Week 3. We will absolutely be posting a lot more content between now and that Game Week 3 deadline. So let's keep on talking and keep on working to get those teams right. And um, yeah, until next time, guys, we say goodbye and go get those green arrows. Take care.